Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I have defeated the invisible enemy, Sally. Back in the office in beautiful Austin, Texas. This is the Mail-In Podcast. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm having PTSD from last year. Uh-oh. In the uh, in the sense that there's a impending winter storm? Is that what you mean? Like, am I being underdramatic in the fact that I don't think that this is going to be that big of a deal? Well... I think it won't be because it's supposed to get above freezing pretty much every day. Right. Whereas the last time it stayed below freezing for so long that it created lots and lots of problems. Like people are like losing their shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I get people losing their shit because- Well, last time we weren't prepared. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's okay. going to get icy though. We could lose power. And that's not a, a, a really a fault of the grid. That's just ice on power lines. I guess Randy should probably be- Having the PTSD. Wasn't he living in like three different places last time? <laughs> Randy uh, stayed alive. I believe it was with Baloney. Uh, he he stayed in his apartment far too long. Randy, do you have like a, a store of food and water this time? He has a new apartment. He has a fireplace again this time. So Okay. But like, do you have a store of food and water? No do reason you need to, to take some liquid deaths home with you just in case? <laughs> He's just nodding now. Um. I was lucky last year that my place is right near a uh, emergency medical services center, so, so I, you were I on kept the power. Grid. Yeah, I kept power the whole time. I lost water, and losing water sucks, especially if you have power, because it's like, oh, this sucks. But I, I don't really need to leave all that bad. But we it still sucks. we relocated to where we're currently living, but we we stayed there during the ice storm because we lost power at our old apartment. Ah, our new right. apartment condo whatever is on the grid mm -hmm. emergency grid sure and it's next to a water treatment plant so wow so you were good more or less we were good but we, we were staying there my sister was living there for like the interim mm -hmm. and she didn't have any furniture so we were like literally like sitting on the ground like oh gosh taking steam showers not really and you're seven months pregnant at the time right i was yeah i was seven months pregnant the only food that we had was like Will and I went to CVS on our way oh gosh, from our old apartment to the new place and got like Hot Pockets and Sour Patch Kids. We had like the largest bag of Sour Patch watermelon <laughs> and we didn't have internet. So I reread like Harry Potter 5 and I don't even know what Will did. We didn't have internet for a day and then we had everything, but we didn't have furniture. So it was like me, Will, and my little brother, like if we didn't have any TVs, because we had no furniture or anything. So we were crowding around one laptop to watch like <laughs> Batman Returns. Oh boy. And then like eating Hot Pockets off the ground. Yeah, you really, you guys really, you had to, you struggled, you camping. struggled through. No, it wasn't, I mean, it was not a struggle, <laughs> but like it was not cozy by any means. Randy's putting up like stories on his Instagram. You can see his breath and he's like in his apartment. Yeah. Looks like the day after tomorrow. Oh man. I, I we We stayed at our apartment, no power for like a day. Mm -hmm. And I was just so pregnant. Like, I was fine. I was like, okay, we're just going to stay in bed. And Will's yeah. like, I'm going to lose my mind. Will couldn't handle it. Like, yeah. I bailed. I'm going to download some books and stuff today just in case. I, yeah, the, I do. I do have a little like just in case. Yeah. I'm going to go get some waters, I think. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good on food. I have a ton of meat in the freezer. But if I lose power, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah. That's well, going to be. 
fuck. Now, now I'm getting nervous about this. Yeah, I mean, because there's a there's a, a good chance of if quarter to half inch of ice. That's a lot of ice, and that could that could easily take out power. Teas and peace to everyone else in the rest of the country that's currently dealing with shit like this. Because it I sounds know. like it's going to be bad in the Midwest tomorrow. It was bad on the East Coast a couple of days ago. Yeah, they get nor'easter. I miss yeah. those though. See, those are fun because they're they're prepared for them. Right. And you get 20 inches of snow and it's gone in the streets the next day because they can plow it. And yeah. Generally, the power lines are, are suited for that. And if not, the, the crews are ready to get on it quickly. Yeah. That doesn't seem like the case here. What well, was the could worst be than last nor'easter year. you've ever like lived through? Um, we had the, the, the winter of 2015 in Boston. Okay. Um, and I think it's three of their top 10 single day snowstorms of all time happened in the same month. Oh, really? And it, so it was the most snow I've ever been through at one time was in Saratoga. We got 41 inches Holy shit. over the course of like two days. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. So that's like real, real ass snowed in. Like you can't yeah, open your door Yeah, snow, like literally snowed in. Um, they didn't plow the roads. Like it, it was crazy. That's yeah. that's as much snow. Aside from the Sierra Nevadas when I was out there, we didn't get a snowstorm, but I, I went out to Tahoe after a snowstorm had occurred mm -hmm. and there was like eight feet of snow. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like that. That was insane, but I wasn't part of that storm. Right. Saratoga, I saw it go from like, grass to 40 inches over wow. two days it was nuts boston was four storms of more than 20 inches in like five weeks and it was crazy and it was cripplingly cold they'd stopped running the t which is like the the above ground subway kind of uh -huh. train situation we i mean there were weeks where we had class like once maybe twice for yeah. like five weeks in a row it was crazy and we were in college so we loved this we're just hammered playing video games and like skiing down our street we had one snow winter. day in college and it was like my senior year yeah i think it was in february for some reason february is always like the worst month in texas but yeah, we had a snow day change, and like it really it was snowing and it was like sitting at probably like 30. So it was like sticking, not melting. Yeah, yeah. 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 But not enough for people to like just be like cripplingly bad. Sure. And we all just went to Abel's on the Lake and sat outside in the snow and just drank wow. all day long. Sat just outside. You, yeah. you tried to like treated Abel's on the Lake like an opera venue where you're just It was like essentially that. Deal. And because it was at this like, it was, it was at a cross street. Both of them are pretty busy. Not Abel's and Lake. Did I say Abel's and Lake? You Abel's did. on land. Oh, I don't Kane even know Abel's. where that one was. So that's on campus or like right next to campus. Got it. Okay. We're, it's at a cross street. It's at like Rio Grande on 24th. It means nothing to no one unless you've been to UT. Uh, Shout. Randy nods his head. But he like high traffic know. and people were just, I mean, no one knows how to drive. No. People were, we were just watching people wreck, but we were all hammered, so we were all like cheering. <laughs> oh, these it was, poor like, people! Not nice. Yeah, that's tough. If I got in a wreck and like a bunch of drunk people were yelling at me, I'd be really upset. Oh yeah, especially like drunk college kids. Yeah, there's there's been snowballs thrown and like yeah, yeah. we were little shits. It was not yeah. that history but, doesn't look kindly upon that. I, don't <laughs> I think. will say, people just they really don't know how to drive, and it's not like it's a. It's the hardest thing in the world, but you just have to do it. You have to feel the snow under your tires a little bit to know what it's like to drive in snow. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful. I don't know. Great Ice is PSA a different story. to everyone who's listening to this tomorrow. Ice is a different story. Driven. Ice is like, there's not going to be any snow with a storm. Uh, 
as of right now. But there's going to be ice, and that is that can yeah. fuck your day up, especially if the roads aren't treated, which, in theory, Texas should have learned from last year to, like, go pick up a warehouse worth of salt. That's not like, like a, salt the roads. They have to. They didn't salt the roads last year, and it literally killed dozens of people. Yeah. Among other things, but, like, they need to salt the road. They, they have to learn. They have to learn. It's, salt is doable in a year. Do right? us do us proud, Texas. Do us Come proud. On. Do us proud uh, as listeners of the Mailin Podcast. Go to Apple, hit us with a subscription. Go to Spotify, hit us with a follow. Um, and hit the hotline number. Leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, guys. This checks a couple different mail-in boxes, so I hope this gets read. Well, guess what? It is. I'm recently divorced, and we made the call to split up our two dogs. They didn't get along the best, so it was more of an emotional burden on the humans than the dogs. At the time of the split, we decided that if we ever needed someone to watch the dogs, the other one of us would be the first call so we could continue seeing that dog. As we move forward, I've heard more and more that it's not sustainable, especially as we start dating new people. I know personally it would be a little weird to be watching your ex's dog if the shoe was on the other foot, and I tried to make this split as amicable as possible. But I'm worried this may have been crossing a line that doesn't allow either of us to cleanly move on. How do you handle this situation, Sally? I don't think this is that much of a problem. Okay. And, and let, let me be clear, neither of us have divorce experience. Correct. So I'm not divorced. I don't own any animals of a with, previous with an ex. Right. Um I kind of like it. I've actually I've heard of people, I know people who do this who are mm -hmm. divorced and have a child. It's like their yeah. spouse gets first right of a refusal for like babysitting kids. Gotcha. Um which is probably a little bit easier to explain to like a new date because like they are obviously going to know that you're divorced and sure. have a child together. Mm -hmm. But I, like, are we as a society like not okay with like seeing your exes? Correct. I guess. Like, I think for me, something like my dog, like Rosie, is so important to me that if we split up and like that was the, I mean, Obviously, Fritz comes into play, but say sure, yeah, it's yeah. just Rosie. Like, I would be devastated if either of us didn't get to see her. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of think, like, if you're dating someone who doesn't understand the intricacies, for me, for me, the reason that I'm okay with it is because they're, they were married and divorced. I think this mm -hmm. is a little more hard to explain if it's just an ex. Maybe somebody you've lived with or yeah. something. Yeah, and it, it's funny. I was it, literally that's exactly where my brain went. Like mm -hmm. there was a formal relationship. You guys had split your finances. Like right. there was a, there was a bigger declaration than just being like, oh my god, babe, let's get a dog. Yeah, and we're twenty four and just out of college and have no plans to get married for years. Right, right. Like I think the formality of marriage changes this situation. I agree into being more palatable. In terms of a new relationship than just a boyfriend girlfriend, right? Um, that being said, first of it. all, for me, like 
I, I understand where he's coming from. Like, is this just making it hard for us to move on? Mm-hmm. Only he can be the judge of that. Like, if seeing your ex, like, going over there to get the dog or take the dog over there and seeing her is, like, making it hard for you to move on, then yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, But personally, like, if I'm him and I'm dating a girl and she has, like, an issue with the fact that I'm watching my ex's dog, I kind of want to be like, this is my old dog. Like, yeah. What kind of heartless person doesn't understand that? Correct. It's not like your ex went out and got over you by getting a new puppy right. and then calls you up and say, hey, can you can you puppy Correct. sit for me? That's different. It's your old dog. It's your dog that's like, dude, where the hell have you been, man? Like, yeah. I, I've been I've been chilling over here with Alyssa and like, I, you, haven't, you haven't come home. Like, what's right. up? Right. So- That was my dog voice. Oh, okay. Good. I love it. What kind of dog are you? Zoinks? Uh- German Shepherd. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. Um, right. So anyway, I, I think this is more acceptable. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I also think like we're in a society now where people, especially because we had a big wave cup like probably a decade ago of people getting married young, like that and divorce being more common, that like you're mm-hmm. gonna deal with somebody having an ex. And Hopefully you're disclosing to people that you were married. Like everyone has had their history with their exes, et cetera. But like having been married to somebody and now divorce takes um, a bigger conversation than just like, oh, like I dated some dude in college for four years. Um, And so I think that if you're presenting this to people that you're dating and they're having a problem with it, like maybe. uh, Like maybe that's. On red them flag. Yeah, exactly. More than you. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I think if somebody was, it just could not handle the fact that I see my old dog, not my ex's new dog, my old dog. Right. And I kind of, we don't have explicitly splitting custody. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, hey, can you watch him? Like, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there should be any problem with that now right. that I, what, like, if, if it has also been your dog. Then going forward, it's also still your dog. But the but like we said, this is a problem when you're watching the dog because you want to see your ex, D- yeah, or vice versa. Yes. Your yeah, yeah. your ex is asking you to watch the dog, or is watching the dog because she misses you, and mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. a real weird confusion there. But like if y'all are amicable, I think, I mean, Dylan could probably speak to this best. But like, yeah, I know, I was thinking there about- is such a good. He is such a good example of somebody who is divorced who has a great relationship with their ex. And, like, yep. I think that they have realized, like, we only want the best for each other. We're going to co-parent parks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't speak intimately about the details of his divorce. But from an outsider's perspective, like, it lo- I, that's what I would model any sort of breakup to be like. Yeah. And so you're replacing, dog like, the child with a dog. But – like you said, mm-hmm. it was his dog. Right. Like, right. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to for me. And anybody who thinks it's weird, I probably doesn't understand the intricacies of the situation. Sure. But I, I, I certainly like there's no I mean, there's always gray area with this stuff. Right. But I'm not like, oh, I don't I don't see that point at all. Of course I I, I get it. If it's used emotionally to be manipulative, which it certainly could in right. situations, then yeah, I obviously can see how that would be a, a cause for concern. But on the surface, amicable divorce, you're both trying to move on. I don't think the dog is necessarily going to uh, 
torpedo those efforts. Right. Right? It's not a problem until it's a problem. It, another fucking slogan, Sally, we just put on a t-shirt, you know? <laughs> you know what I, I would, what else I would put on my t-shirt? What? The Liquid IV logo. Oh, okay. Liquid IV has you been They could probably huge. get you one. I think they probably could. Mostly. I have, I still have my Liquid IV water bottle. My I big, have one. My, my big metal water bottle. Yeah. That, shouts to them. Sturdy as hell. That thing falls out of my car at the gym. No big deal. I work out sometimes. Wow. And it's dented, but it's it's like there for me. It's it's like my it's my dog right now, which I'm on a list. Oh, okay. Not only am I on a list, I put a deposit down. Wow. Deposit, if you will. Back to Liquid IV. Thank you, Randy, for laughing at that. The new year is here, and there's no better way to kick off 2022 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. One goal, Sally, that I have for myself this year is to be more hydrated. I, I'm that's there's a blank for the goal. It's literally to be more hydrated, and I'm just I'm saying that from my heart. And Liquid IV can help me with that because one packet of Liquid IV is like drinking three bottles of water. Yeah. When you add it to a 16-ounce bottle of water. How about that? They use CTT, cellular transport technology, to do it. I don't know how the science works, but it does. I think they actually have a pretty good uh, diagram on their website, but I know it has something to do with this. Vitamin B3, vitamin B5, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and vitamin C, giving you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients and non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Sally, I've been cooking with liquid IV in the morning if I'm hungover. Uh, I've been sick recently. I don't know if you've heard mm -hmm. of COVID-19 that I have uh, contracted in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Liquid IV is, has helped me defeat the, the invisible enemy. I also was nursing in cold last week, as many of you remember, and I was crushing liquid IV. Crushing. Have you had the new grape flavor? No, because you guys hoard all of our liquid IV at the DeFreeze house. It's not my no, fault. Not to say, not to call anybody out. Will, Will said that you guys have bags of liquid IV. I there. mean, literal bags. <laughs> uh, the grape flavor is so good. Like, it's so reminiscent of like just a grape Jolly Rancher, but not that Ooh. sweet. And it is like perfection. I, I don't know legally if I can say this. And so I won't say what I'm mixing it with. But I've, I've used uh, liquid IV in a mixed beverage mm -hmm. of blank um consistency and it's really good uh another thing that i use it for i actually brought a lot to the hospital recently for the nurses oh it's cool because they've also donated 19 million servings globally correct and one thing that when you work in the operating room is that you can't be drinking water in the, the operating oh room. the or for the yeah for the, the or yeah. because it's not sterile um so you can't be water drinking. isn't sterile well, not the water you're bringing from the outside. You can't eat and drink in the operating room. Oh, uh, okay. Like, okay, what I if I spilled saying. my liquid IV into somebody's like open cavity? <laughs> Just cavity? But it'd be hydrated as fuck. Well, yeah, but like it might not like mesh well. You know, it's yeah. not sterile. Anyway, you drink when you have when you have a second outside of the OR. Gotcha. So throwing in a liquid IV packet. It's like I drink three bottles. Every sip and counts. I'm way more hydrated than I was. That's that's Two huge. I I that should be their main advertising point. Like you want to get nurses you get hydrated, like crushing it. And wow! Shouts to the nurses. In so you're, you're pushing weight on the low at the OR. Yeah, you're selling them for like ten bucks a rip. No, I did not sell them. I oh, okay. I donated them. Good call. 
Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code MAILIN, M-A-I-L-I-N, at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code MAILIN. How about a voicemail, Sal? Okay. Hey, guys. Love the pod. Uh, Sally, last week uh, you told the beginning of what sounds like a pretty wild story where you uh, brought a friend to a wedding and and they did Molly. And I I just need a little bit more information. Like, at what point did you realize they were on Molly? You know, where did they get the Molly? And kind of what were they doing? Uh, Did other people realize that he was also on drugs? And then uh, also just curious if you had to babysit later in the evening. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Sally, a follow-up from last week. Um, where uh, remind the folks that yeah you took a uh, a plus one to a wedding I believe in Houston to a nice place and your date did Molly yes so it was a college friends wedding both people went I went to college with and the person I took went to college with us so like uh, live band or DJ what live band or DJ live band okay uh, past hors d'oeuvres or table hors d'oeuvres uh, it was a it was a past hors d'oeuvres, but buffet dinner set up because of where it's taken place. I don't think I've ever been in a sit-down dinner at this particular country club. Uh, and last question, last but not least, uh, beer and wine or full bar? Full bar. Nice. Uh, Continue. If I remember correctly, we were doing teeny time. Um, With a twist. Okay. So I am noted like gullible person like my friends are just like sally like shit flies over my head so easily like i uh am also like pretty naive because i think that i like was a like not a goody two shoes more like lame like i just like didn't do a bunch of shit you know like uh in, in college i did my fair share of drinking but i never dabbled in drugs Got it. Okay. Um, Anyway, so I, uh, this wedding, my date, I like had, the venue was huge. And I mean, there were probably like four or 500 people at this wedding. Is it River Oaks? No. Or Houstonian? No. Damn. Is it close? You're, you're getting there. Memorial? No. (laughs) Okay. So, uh. It, big wedding and like there's like the main ballroom and there's like a side room and then there's like a side bar and then there's like you know you, you could be a lot of places sure. so like I hadn't seen him in like an hour or so that, that's always a little bit of a like ooh wonder where right. he but is. like like I said we all went to college together and even though he wasn't like super close with the bride and the groom like he knew a lot of people at the wedding yeah so I was like oh he's gone whatever so at one point like towards the end of the night we're like dancing and I like spot him and I'm like Oh, he's like really fucked up. Oh, like, yeah. He like took teeny time to like another level, and he's very, very drunk. And meanwhile, I'm with one of my f- girlfriends, mm-hmm. and she is very straight laced. So she's already like, "Oh Lord, like we're gonna have to take care of him. He's like so trashed, oh, whatever." Yeah, that's a sobering realization. Yeah. So, uh, we basically the wedding is about to end. And okay. we get a cab because I think this was like right before Uber even exists. We, 
Yeah. It was like right before Uber came to Houston. And we're going to go out to um, a bar. Mm-hmm. And we are with like, I like he's very drunk and like hanging all over me. And like kind of just at this point, yeah. I've gotten the ick. I'm like, okay, like. Please leave. You're just like, you're making a fool out of yourself. You're like embarrassing me. Like we don't know each other well enough for you to like be doing this. Mm-hmm. And like now I look stupid for bringing you as my date. And to like the bride and groom, but also my friends. So we get in a cab and I think we like left him behind because I was like, I was like so annoyed See ya. and he was with another guy and I was like, all right, as long as you're with Trevor, like we, you're good. Yeah. We get in a cab and one of my friends, Hunter was like, dude, he was so fucked up. And I was like, yeah, like what's the deal? And he was like, well, he did Molly in the bathroom. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is like, I have like, never done molly like i'm like i'm like thinking that he just like slammed too many shots at the bar like i was like excuse me and he was like yeah like he told so-and-so that he uh, actually like our friend trevor he told trevor that he did molly in the bathroom and i was like okay what the fuck like i was like first of all like where do you get molly i think he i think he brought it because yikes the people that were in the social circle of this wedding we're not not your Molly doers. No, correct. And you're not a town poking his head around out there. You're not like buying Molly off of like one of the bus boys at HCC. I just asked it. It was HCC. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm like, my mind is blown. We're on our way to a bar. I'm like, he's like texting me being like, where'd you go? I'm like, we're going out. I was like, you can go home and sleep if you want. Cause he was staying with me. I remember, yes, okay. This was like kind of a semi-romantic weekend, right? Yeah. Okay. Turned like just turned absolutely, absolutely terrible. Not. Yeah. So I go out. Um, he, I don't even know what he does, ends up back at my place, like oh, no. is asleep on the couch when I get home and I'm just like gross. Yeah. And like the next morning, I think I like made him coffee and I was like, all right, good luck on your drive home. Like I didn't even like, oh, yeah. I didn't confront it. I was like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Like, See ya. It was not great. Not great. And folks, that's why you don't do Molly at a wedding. And like, I, <laughs> I just, I think, I think I was so shocked, mostly because of the, like the wedding crowd, the, the group, that, the wedding that we were at, like the, both the people were like really straight laced in college, like mm-hmm. part of like Christian ministries and like they were never going to fucking do Molly. There's no St. Molly out there, right. is there? Like I have been to weddings where I'm like, okay. You can let like, her rip a little bit. People are doing more than Molly in the bathroom, okay? Like, but this is not that wedding at all. So I uh, was really shocked slash disgusted. But then like more, like I already kind of was getting the ick from him because he was so fucked up. And then when I found out I did Molly, I was like, yeah, we're we're never going to see each other again. We are never, ever. Getting back together or together for the first time. That's on her first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the next one, Sally? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. Last weekend, I went out to my uh, favorite bar in Minneapolis, Cowboy Jacks. Shouts to Cowboy Jacks. Okay. Been there multiple times. I think Brett has mentioned being there. I have. Uh, a girl came up to me and said we were too old to be there. For reference, I'm 27 and I've been going there since I was 22. I hardly go there as often, but it's always a fun place to go. How do you know when you're too old to go to a bar? 
the girl that said that to me was 25 and I told her to fuck off his words, not mine or her uh, words. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know if they said that, but when he told her to, to, uh, to go to a bar, Sally. I mean, okay. So you've been to this place. Is 27 too old to go? But that's okay. It's a post-college or it's a very, it's gem saloon. It's very similar. Like okay. 22-ish to mm-hmm. 25-ish. Okay. Obvious exceptions on both sides. But I kind of don't like the sentiment that like it's a college bar. You can't go there. Correct. I, I think agree. that's lame. I and totally like agree. it's one thing if you're going there by yourself as a man for the purpose to flirt with college chicks. I think that is not the move. Right. But if your friends are hitting it up, like who gives a if shit? If it's been your if you've gone there for five years. And you like to go there because you like the drinks and you know the bartender. Like, what is wrong with going to a college bar? I don't don't want to go there every night. Yeah. This guy said, I'm not going there as often because it's a college bar. But if it's a bar you know you're going to have fun at and it's a fun atmosphere and fun crowd, like, what's wrong with that? I'm I'm thinking of a bar in Houston, actually, the exact place that we went out to after this wedding. Clutch? No, it was. It's called Armadillo Palace. Oh. I don't. I don't know that it uh, exists anymore. It's yeah. There's one still there. Okay. They do like live music and stuff. Okay, I think it was Armadillo Palace. Kirby Ice House. No, but it, it's similar to Kirby Ice. Yeah, House. outdoor vibe. It was on uh, West Alabama. What I think gotcha. is now West Alabama Ice House, but it was called oh, something else. Okay. Can't yeah. confirm. Okay. Anyway, uh, we. We would go to this bar all the time post-college and they had like karaoke. It was like, you know, like an indoor outdoor scene. I mean, every single person that like went to UT and A&M was there on like a Friday night. Mm -hmm. But like you said, probably the majority of us were like between 23 and 25, Mm -hmm. but there were definitely 30 year olds there. And I wasn't ever going to go up to anybody and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I don't. I don't think you're ever too old to go to like your favorite haunt. And that was one of the places that people would go like after a wedding, like straight up in black tie. Yeah. Same thing happens in Austin. Like when we go out to weddings and then we're like, oh, like let's go to Cheers. Like no one needs to be going to fucking Cheers, which is not even called Cheers anymore. I think it's called Buckshots, which is Randy <laughs> on Dirty Six. Yeah. Uh, like there are bars that we hit up that we went to in college when I was like 18. Sure. So, yeah, I probably like am too old to be there, but at the same time, like I don't give a shit. And the girl who said who's twenty five and calling out someone who's two years older than her needs to get a life. Absolutely, she can screw off for sure. That's so lame to be like, oh, you can't be here. You're too old. Yeah. What? I totally agree with what you said. There are a couple of excep- exceptions to this rule. Like you can literally go to any bar you want to, and mm-hmm. doesn't matter the age, unless. One, you're by yourself or you're with like other dudes and creeping on like 18 years. Absolutely. That's fucking no no way. We're not doing that. Number two, you're you're too old to be there when you walk in and you're like, I'm too old to be here. Yeah. But if you don't feel like you're too old to be there, then you're not. Like right. you should do what you want. And like anybody who's caring about the ages of people, unless they're literally like that person's not over the age of 21. Yeah, like that's the age that matters. Right. Like I don't I personally know like I'm I'm too old to go to Dirty Six at this point in my life. Sure, sure. Honestly, There's like most that, of Sixth Street at this point. That social t- trope. Like, yeah. Are you too old to be on there every day? Sure. 
I'm 27. Like, I'm probably maxing out my dirty sixth. Like you're too old when right now when you feel too old. Right. And the way you know that you feel too old is like you walk in and you're wearing skinny jeans and everyone else is wearing like what like Gen Z is thinks TikTok is cool now, things, like yeah. TikTok shit. Or you're too old. Mostly when you walk in and you like are annoyed, baseline annoyed at everybody, even yep. if you're drunk. If you're like, God, these people fucking suck, then yeah, you, why are you there? But also, like, maybe you're too old. Went to Chimmy's last weekend, Sally, two weekends ago, where I definitely got COVID, by the way. I went to Texas AM. The only thing I left with was COVID. <laughs> okay. Went to Chimmy's, Dixie Chicken, and Logie's, Logan's. I don't know. I've only been to College Station like twice. Super fun. Northgate was cool. Wedding was a blast. Definitely got COVID. Um, I felt too old to be in Chimmies. Yeah. I felt too old to be in Chimmies because I, you look around and when people are dressing very differently than you on purpose. Yeah. I think that's a good clue where you're yeah. like, oh, that dude is wearing an e-boy haircut uh, and a hoodie with gym shorts and like low. So I'm like, I would that's not my vibe. And I mean, I'm aging myself here, but like I literally told Will on the way to Rhodes' birthday party this weekend, I was like, are, are skinny jeans out? Ooh. And he goes, are you asking if they're chuggy? And I was like, I, I guess. And he's like, yeah. Wow. I was currently wearing skinny jeans. And then I got to the party and everyone else was wearing skinny jeans, all the, all the moms. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we like, but we're fucking 32. Like, yeah. It is what it is. Like, it is. What is cool? Let's. What's cool now? Like the flow. The the bell bottoms. Not bell bottoms. Like, like more like anymore. boot cut. Like looser. Oh, I hate that. Ugh. It's like. Sorry, I'm gonna be sorry, so late I'm, to this I'm, trend. I'm, I'm and like in like three months, I'm gonna like try to wear it, but like my <laughs> legs are just gonna look like tree trunks. It's just like not a good idea for me. People like I feel like baggy is really in now. Yeah. Like I was wearing skinny jeans and like a, a sweater that was like front tucked. And like, mm -hmm. I think that that is probably very out. Like my, my you, like 19 you, year old cousin was probably like, would be like, you're going to get oh live, laughed, loved God. out of the building. Yeah. I, yeah. I messed that up. I was going to say live, loved, laughed out of the building. Cause yeah. You're chewy. Yikes. No, we, I was wearing a very similar <laughs> outfit when we went to dinner in San Diego with my, 19 year old's cousin. Oh, San Diego's. And a, she was wearing a like a full leather trap. outfit. I was like, I don't. So, pick what is it? What is it? Is it baggy like norts and sweatshirts or is it leather that is painted on? No, this leather was not painted on though. Like, oh, okay. She was wearing like a leather blazer and like leather pants. Oh, okay. Okay. Blazers are giving in. Me Blazers like are like very in. like 90s vibes. I think 90s. Is if you want to be my lover. like coming back around, like people are wearing like you got it, you got it, heels, flip flops, and stuff again. Can we do karaoke soon? Yeah, I I had a great time the last time we did it, karaoke at Emos, and so that was like years ago. I now. know. Well, because it was like before the pandemic, but it like was. I think that you're definitely getting COVID at Emos. Oh yeah, that's about as COVID. I mean, people are like yelling, spitting. Into your face because they're right. singing. Yeah, literally, that's about as COVID friendly as it gets. But I mean, I did crush my song. <sighs> What'd you do? Good Viral by the Dixie Chicks. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, just the Chicks now. Careful. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> when I sang, it was by the Dixie I think Chicks. That that's right. how long that ago right. that was. Yeah. Uh, and other people went up with me, but like, no offense to them. Like, 
I crushed it. None of them sang, so I was like, whatever. Song. They were doing the thing where they're like, uh, like trying yeah. to sing away from the but mic. But then they realized what a hit it was. People were really into it, and they like tried to take like some ownership over it. And I was like, Ooh. okay, you weren't here when I was singing about Marianne and Wanda. You pulled the Hannah Montana when she knocks Emily Osment out of the out of the thing. Yeah, that's a that's a reference for Randy and I and Caroline. She'll know that one. Anyway, you know what uh, is definitely still in Sally. Rothies. They're mm-hmm. very, very much still in. If I were to describe Rothies in three words or less, it's comfort, style, and and I was gonna say fucks, but I'm not gonna say fucks. Comfort style and and sick. Okay. Because they're they're literally the most comfortable shoes I've ever put on out of the box, bar none. Bar none. They look cool. I let the gum sole. I have the bone shoe gum sole. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. They're fantastic. It's like, uh, I, well, I have, I have the sneakers and I have the 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 loafers. So I have the sand loafers and the bone sneakers, both of which have been inserted into my wardrobe. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. Like multiple times a week. And the bone loafers are the absolute centerpiece of my upcoming beach wedding outfit. Oh, wow. In Naples. I'm going beach. The attire's beach cocktail. Okay. Those those bad boys are getting getting some love when I go beach cocktail, Sally. Say goodbye to the break-in period you usually go through with any other shoes. Rothy's soft, flexible material combined with wildly comfortable insoles make them seriously one of the most wearable shoes you can own, not to mention they're designed to be incredibly versatile, which means you can rock them with a suit or a pair of sweatpants and everything in between. I go joggers my lulu joggers i go my um chinos i go jeans i go chinos loafers no socks i go i've done suit and sneakers done that look you know it's cool these days suit and sneakers yeah it's like ceo of a silicon valley little startup right startup vibe yeah blazer t-shirt about that one sally and my rothies if you're still feeling skeptical skeptical excuse me about shoes made from recycled plastic, try this one on for size. Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. Rothy's gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash M-A-I-L. Head to rothys.com slash mail and snag a pair of men's or women's shoes for yourself or someone else. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash mail. Ready for the next one, Sally. Go. Here we go. Hey, guys. Long time. First time. So you're at a pizza party. Let's just say it's a Super Bowl party for relevancy purposes. Someone orders a few pizzas for everyone to share. Okay. When one slice has been removed from the pizza, do you take your slice from anywhere on the pizza, aka the best available, or do you take the next slice over from where the original slice was removed? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. I... I Literally feel like you, you have a smirk on your face And right sent now. it to Will, and I said, did you send this in? <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten in an argument about this before. Oh, no. The correct answer is, if someone takes a slice, you take next to it. And wrong. That, that's Best the, available. That's the Draft socially it. acceptable answer. However. Are you, are you drafting for need, or are you drafting best available, Sally? Can I finish? Yes, sorry. 
when Will and I eat a pizza and he takes a piece, I go whatever piece I want. Because right now, like, we're splitting between two people. And also, like, what if I don't want, like, sometimes they're, like, as a giant piece and then a tiny piece. And it's like, maybe I just want the tiny piece right now or the giant piece. So, like, mm-hmm. I- I'll take from wherever when it's just me and Will. But at a party. But at a party, you got to go next to it. Wow. I just disagree. I think you have full reign. I get no, you that there's, don't. There is now. Uh, is it the touching the pizza? Is that what freaks people out? No, I mean possibly. Okay, but but think about it this way: like if you're, <laughs> say you you're at a friend's giving, ooh, and there's like pizza. casseroles. Oh, okay, and somebody takes a corner piece. Mm-hmm. Do you go piece next to it? You just like. Take your own chunk of middle shit. In casserole situations, I don't I don't next piece. Correct. But what about brownies? Like socially... I choose what I want. No. Brownies, cake, you get the piece next to it. Because otherwise, like that that's literal <laughs> fucking chaos. That's that's literal etiquette. Like that is what the etiquette calls for. So you're not just like you can't just take a scoop of the mashed potatoes from the pure opposite side of the dish. <laughs> Or like a big chunk in the middle because yeah. it has the cheesiest amount. Like you got to go next to it. So you got to. But treat what about nachos? You do nachos wherever you want. But nachos are already inherently chaotic. Like think <laughs> about the shit that's on nachos. Just like embrace chaos with a nacho. Yeah, like I mean, but also you're not like picking the one center at the bottom nacho. So I've like, seen fucking psychos do that. Well, and I looked at them like with disgust. What are correct. you? What are you doing? Like but, but Kevin, somebody's looking at you Kevin, with a pizza. Being like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's you. <laughs> like, you're, no, it's you're really in line, not me. You're in because... line behind me at like a, a pizza party counter, like for the Super Bowl. And I'm just like doing, you know, the thing where I hover yeah. or somebody hovers and there's like, oh, which one? They're doing the claw. If I'm behind you, I'm not judging like, you. Oh, now I'm like, oh, there's two areas that I can choose from because Brett already oh, fucked it up. So you're a Tetris. You're, you're like, oh, now, now I have free reign for Now two. I have four different slices that I can choose from because you chose. There's the one original hole. Then there's the second hole. And mm. now there's the two on each side so of those. there's four slices available Correct. for your choosing. Right. And so I personally don't have a problem with this. I'm saying society as a whole definitely does. Okay. Okay, I'm a best available guy. I I always have been, always selfish. will be. You go, you you put a. If you want the best available, the then you need to go pick first. Well, that's that's you don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, pizza's here, like whoops. Yeah, and but you know what guy you're it? being? Pick the best available. I'll I'll you know what, I'm I'm a ride for my best available guys. You would rather yeah. be pick best available than pick first. Ab- uh no, first is well first. But you just think carries it's a worse look. Like, Oh, to hey, pick fat, look at the fat ass getting pizza first. Like you think it's a worse look to pick first than it is to just pick the one with the most. Toppings. Absolutely, absolutely. I, it's not necessarily I you disagree don't... with you. Getting the best pizza slice is not about size. Size doesn't matter, Sally. Let me mansplain that one to you, Randy. Size. It's about if you're not picking first, which I suggest you don't, so you don't have that look. Right, you're best available. Wrong, and I think <laughs> you're gonna get skewered for this. I'm just saying. Oh no, I will agrees with me. No, Will doesn't agree with you. Will gets pissed at me for picking best available between oh. us. Oh, oh shoot. Okay, all right. That's what I'm it. saying. I'm John, on your side John, here. John Snow gif with all the the arrows coming at him. I I I understand where you're coming from. I think this is acceptable if you're sharing a pizza with like. One other person. Sigoth, perhaps. But like at a party, like you said, a Super Bowl party, you're going to get some dirty looks. What about this? You know, the, the, like a lot of times you get a, a 
a Super Bowl party pizza is the square or rectangle pizza. Uh-huh. And does it does those do those edge pieces have to be next to each other, or can you just pull around the the center? Because nobody with the center pieces with no crust are hard to to handle. Right. Counting crows, but I don't need to necessarily. Weirdly, the, split. E- the a square piece doesn't bother me like that. Okay. Because I think that people have preferences on edge versus not a circular pizza. Your baseline, it's in a triangle. You're getting crust no matter what. You know what I'm saying? I Believe me, I did it. And I think I even subscribe to this tactic in practice. Like if I'm, if I'm, if there's any nerves at all about like, well, now I have to eat a pizza in front of everybody. And like I'm doing, if I'm doing two slices, if I'm doing two slices with a single grab, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing the hinge point. Uh-huh. I'm definitely going exposed slices because- then it's only one rip. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's easier. You're talking about in a square pizza. No, I'm talking circular. Did oh. You, did your water bottle just burp? No, it was the ice falling. Oh. Uh, you're talking about you're not going to like go one and the other. Totally. Well, that was Never. Like, that's no, no, like really fucking psychotic. No, no, no. That's, that's that would be pre-crime. Truly, truly psychotic. But if I'm gra- if I'm explicitly grabbing two slices, now that I think of it, I'm visualizing the experience. I'm definitely going exposed side. Okay. And grabbing two slices with one hand, hinging. Right. Hovering over the plate. Right. I got gotcha. you. Depositing. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, but if we're doing one slice, I'm just, I'm free for all. Let us know how you feel about this. People are going to be very uh, adamant on yeah. that one on the internet. Hey, Brett and Sally. My fiance and I are getting married in April, and both of our families are strongly encouraging us to buy our first house, saying it's the financially responsible thing to do. The issue is we have zero desire to own a home right now. There are a few reasons behind this, okay? Number one, we are currently able to live in a nice new apartment complex with every amenity you could think of in Laguna Beach. Shouts to the montage. Tight. With our budget and the cost of owning a home in California, we would not be able to afford anything that compares to our current place in quality and location. While I'm not necessarily opposed to, quote, downgrading in these areas for the sake of being financially responsible, I know we'll be able to afford something more comparable to our current situation in the near future since I work for my father-in-law and will inherit his business when he retires in a few years. Second reason is we're opposed to buying uh, the place is the hassle of it. We've had friends buy homes recently and the renovations, repair costs, additional taxes, and large amount of time required for home ownership has my fiance and I questioning the idea of buying altogether. Are we being financially irresponsible or is home ownership not as great of an investment as old school thinking might suggest? As renters in Austin, I'm sure you both had similar experiences. So I'd love to get your opinions. Much love to you guys and the whole Washed Network. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. If it isn't the question that people were chastising me about weeks ago. I wonder how this ended up on the rundown today. <laughs> okay. Um, look, <laughs> there are several schools of thought here. And I'm not like noted like I don't want to buy a house person. Yeah, let's throw disclaimers on this one before we answer. Uh, also, shouts to these people for living at the Montage. Like, can I come visit you? Or if you ever need somebody to house it for you, just right. like hit me up. Okay. I'll be there. Um, I think 
personally, what he is saying makes a lot of sense. Um, depending on like the life stage you're in and the uh, real estate market you're located in, mm-hmm. I think that there are implications that would cause someone to want to buy a house or not. Personally, um, what he is explaining is a lot of what Will and I feel. Okay. Um, I, right now, prefer to be central in mm-hmm. Austin and because of like work and my family being here and things like that. And the real estate that we could afford in central Austin is like pretty much none or like really pathetic and sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like a lot of it is out of convenience. Like I do not, I'm not in a place right now where like I want to do home improvement projects. Will and I almost like full transparency, put an offer on a house mm-hmm. uh, last winter, like almost did and then decided not to. We were like really close to buying a house because I was pregnant. We thought that that's what we needed to do, et cetera. Sure. We needed to get in the game. Yep. Then the freeze happened. And the house that we were going to put an offer on, Uh-oh. pipe burst. Yeah. So yep. like, yep. Yep. am I happy that I wasn't dealing with that? Yeah. I'm fucking happy. Uh, I, you'll talk to a lot of people and people feel different. Like Austin right now, the real estate market is so insane that people are like, you need to get in now because it's only going to keep going up. I've heard that plenty. Personally, like, I don't see how this is sustainable. Like eighty percent year over year growth is insane. Like it's it for the people that say that it's gonna keep going at this pace. I'm not saying it's not gonna go up, but right. this pace is unsustainable. Right. And I, you know, I do. I think like a bubble is gonna burst in Austin. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it's gonna continue at the current rate. I also think like there are a lot of costs associated with buying a house that I think a lot of people, especially our age, don't think about. Um, One of them being in Austin, uh, you have property taxes, which like California, I don't think deals with as much because- Their state income taxes are so high. We have none. Texas has no state income taxes, but their property tax is really high. And guess what? When you buy a house at an inflated amount, because that's what the real estate market is. That's what else is inflated. Try to fight your property taxes. They're going to be like, "Hey, guess what? You bought a house for that much, so you're an idiot, yep. and now you owe us a fuck ton of money." Yep. Um, that being said, listen: if you're able to buy a house and you want to, you should. If you are able to buy a house and you don't want to, that's fucking fine. Nothing wrong with that. And I, before um, people are coming at me for the investment side of it. Mm-hmm. Real estate is the best investment in the world, has always has been, always will be. That's I get it. I I get it. But you're right. You shouldn't need to buy a house just because society says, hey, you should probably buy a house. Right. If you're very comfortable with what you're doing and the situation where you're in, it shouldn't be a need. Right. There's nothing wrong with it being a want someday. Right. And personally for me, too, I think that. I enjoy the level of freedom of like if we decide we want to move at any point like within the next year that we can and we're not tied to something. I mean, I'm sure, you know, at the same time, if we owned a house, I'm sure we could find somebody to lease it to or at this point sell it to. But 
that's not a commitment that I am really willing to make right now. Mm-hmm. I know that people are going to be very against that. But I also think that there is a lot of pressure to do stuff just because, like, that's what our parents did at our age. Like, they got married and bought a house. And statistically, it was obviously easier to buy when our parents were buying houses for $115,000. Right. It's very different. But I also think if, like, you're in it because you want to invest, like, there's also other investment opportunities where you don't have to buy a house and, like, live in it. You can buy a condo and rent it. Yeah. And use that as an investment vehicle. I just think... You're not wrong for wanting to live somewhere that's like easy and convenient and nice mm-hmm. just because you don't own it. Yeah. I I, th- I, I personally think that our generation is going to change a lot of that. Like, I totally, totally, totally agree. And totally a agree. lot of the people that I talk to currently are like, why would you try to buy a house right now in Austin? I can't. Can I be shallow and say I can't afford what I want right now? Right. So why would I invest that much time, effort, money, and kind of, you know, insecurity because very best scenario, three years kind of breaks you even on something. Yeah. And I don't even want to do that in a place that I don't necessarily love because I can afford it and I'm only using it for an investment opportunity. Yeah. I, I think that's just, I, I would rather live in something I enjoy living in and entertaining in and coming home to and we were when we were looking for houses it was like right now in austin it's like just grab anything that's right. available and i i when, and when the market's like that for me just grab anything that you see fit that kind of works fits your budget and like the amount of rooms you need that's a market that i don't feel comfortable participating in right and i think will and i felt a lot of pressure i was about to give birth to fritz and we were like we need to have a we need to bring this baby home to a home and we need to have a yard and we need to do this and that and everything that we looked at i fucking hated sure. <laughs> it's like why am i about to make an offer on this place i mean in the place we almost made an offer on i i liked sure. but i'm like why am i like compromising the things that i want just because i feel like i need to own something mm-hmm. um i know people feel differently absolutely and and there's nothing wrong with snatching and grabbing because that's what you think you need to do and that's what you're convinced you have to do and that's what your strategy is. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also think that this is me like preaching to some people right now. It's not really your place to judge someone's like what they want to do with their life. Yeah, like case by each case. Each person has a personal reason for why they chose to like live where they live and do what they do. And just because this guy's like parents and like like father and mother-in-law like are like pressuring them to buy something like doesn't mean that you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's Or you there's can always ways... call like pull the card like, well, I guess we will, but like, oh, we have to move 3,000 miles away. Like how do you yeah. feel about that now? Hey, like I am I'm we're moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. We have a nice four bedroom in Raleigh. How's that sound? Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. I'm, Probably yeah. not. I think Raleigh's like really. Well, Raleigh's, I, I said a, just a city that I would enjoy living at that is still feels like relatively no, affordable. I but I think the real estate market in Raleigh is yeah. like insane. Yeah. Just to, maybe we'll go, we'll go Asheville or something, North Carolina. But, but yeah, I mean, I, shoot, I remember Denver like in 2014, look, driving around, because I, I love looking at houses. I love. I mean, Zillow, I do the Zillow, Zillow stuff. Right? Zillow baiting is is who doesn't right, but I just, I I can't afford what I want. 
and I won't be able to afford what I want for yeah. years. So and you know what's the best? Like what's that? Our refrigerator broke recently. Oh, and guess what? And not I was your, like, not hey, your bill. You need to fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and usually they upgrade it too. Yeah. Hey, my stove's broken. Guess what's in the whirlpool's in there the next day? It's like, oh shit. Okay. Also not though, because of supply chain issues. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a treat issues. out there, you guys. Um, no, I don't think that you need to buy a house. But I know that people are going to argue with me about that. People have made their comment, their viewpoints on my living situation very well known. Uh, I I don't feel strongly about it either way. If if like if I saw the the house that I wanted to buy in my yep. price range and where I wanted to be, I would freaking buy it. Boom. But absolutely, that's not how I feel right now. Yep, I am more comfortable as are you being selective in this market. And this age versus, and you know what? Everyone has a point in. where maybe that that changes for them. Like maybe uh-huh. you have a couple of kids, and you're like, I don't want to be renting anymore. Yeah. I want to. And be there's in the place there that... is the renting is throwing money away crowd, yeah. and there always will be, there always has been, and I get it, I get it. This they're going to say the same thing about cars and leasing a car is throwing money away. I get it, but yeah, it's just but like, like, should you ever really like own a totally depreciating asset like? Let's talk economics, Sally. Let's do it. No, I, we can't do that. Uh, if I say one more thing about a 401k, I'm going to get... People are going to skewer us. <laughs> Listen, Listen I... Market by market, case by case, yeah. as are many and most things on this podcast. I am not going to pretend to be super financially literate. Um, I'm here to tell you that if the reason that you are trying to buy a house is because you feel societal pressure, then that's bullshit. Correct. But if financially it makes sense and it's something you want to do then you should do it and if financially it doesn't make sense and it's something you want to do don't do it just because you feel because like you, you feel have pressure to. to do it correct um let's do this last one and okay. then do you have any shower thoughts i don't i don't either so let's do the last question in lieu of shower thoughts okay what's up mail crew I'm getting married this August, and I'm currently in the planning stages of my bachelor party. Montreal was the uh, the intended locale due to one of my groomsmen living there and it just being all around uh, an amazing city to visit. Can confirm. Montreal is beautiful. However, I'm starting to second-guess this idea due to all of their COVID restrictions, which will probably go away by the time I'm visiting, but just want to be safe here. And was thinking of Austin as a backup location. The only problem, we'd be targeting June slash July for the trip, and I know it gets pretty hot down there. Any tips for what a group of sweaty, hairy Italian dudes from Connecticut can do to stay cool in the Austin heat? (laughs) Sally, help our sweaty, hairy uh, Italian friends from Connecticut out Okay, well, the great news is that wherever you're staying in Austin, like 99.9% chance will have an air conditioning. Oh, I I thought you were going to say pool. I was like, pool is like. No, but like, I mean, first of all, Texas, like I did not realize that places just straight up didn't have air conditioners until like. like, Seattle. There's like a 50% of the people in Seattle have an air conditioner. Like when I, when my sister lived in California and I visited her, I was like, you don't have AC? Like what the hell? Like Texas, it's like essential. Like no one grew up without air conditioning. So yes, anywhere you're going, like it's hot in the summer, but it's only hot if you're like staying outside. And the great thing is, like you said, 
or like you were alluding to, all you have to be doing is like be near water. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot has of water. Of. And I would like Austin doesn't get enough credit. And I I as a transplant, Austin doesn't get nearly enough credit for being a wet city. Yeah. What I mean by that is the river that runs through or excuse me, the lake that runs through downtown, you can swim in it. It's not like you shouldn't, you know, do it every day. But you can paddleboard and hop yeah. off your paddleboard and, and sit there in the kind of the, the Barton Creek Lagoon and hang out and have a 30 visies, Yeah. Which Randy and I have done. But yeah. You can do that. You can go Lake to Travis. Barton Springs. You can go to Deep Eddy. Those are all like central Austin. But then you've got Lake Travis. You've got Lake LBJ. You've got- uh, Lake Austin. Yeah. It's like there, Austin does not get enough credit as a water recreation city mm-hmm. as far as boats go. Does not get enough credit as far as like- pools go yeah uh like vegas gets all this pool talk like the fairmont pool is a blast if you need a cabana out there and be, yeah. be cool so i would listen i a group from a from connecticut a bunch of italian dudes i've seen it i've gone to school with it i've worked with them you guys get in the water mm-hmm. get near the water and i would i would honestly renting a boat on Lake Austin or Lake Travis, you can get like 15 people on a pontoon or 10 to 12 on a ski boat. Mm-hmm. One of the most fun things I have done and will continue to do. We did, um, one of my girlfriends did her bachelorette party in Austin and we rented a house that had a pool. So that that's an option. So yep. you can either, you do like the Airbnb, uh, like Verbo, like house with a pool or like you said get a hotel that's like got a fun pool scene so like the yep. fairmont or the marriott downtown has zanzibar now on mm-hmm. top of it um i don't know how like pop in the w or like the jw get i think but i feel like that's a little yeah. more like more, more corporate if yeah. you will yeah Fair, uh, fairmont's the the option yeah the best option i think the marriott's pretty nice though. also that zanzibar's tight yeah so you do something like that um then you like go out downtown and mm-hmm. you can do the stuff we talked about. So like you can go on Lake Austin and like do paddle boarding or you can go to Deep Eddy or Barton Springs and like swim. And then there's like fun little places around there. Like if you go to Deep Eddy, then you can go up to Pool Burger mm-hmm. and um, like or Deep Eddy Cabaret and like do stuff like that. Great bar. Uh, the other thing is like if you're going out to bars at night and like it's hot. This was going to be my tip section. You have to be careful because the one the biggest austin surprise to me is that it's 105 during the day in july fine i get that i expected that what i didn't expect is it stays like 90 until 11 o'clock at Mm -hmm. night that is jarring it's jarring but my point was gonna be like everyone else is sweating oh okay i see where you're going with that like it's a sweaty it's a sweaty bunch everyone else is also hot like most places are gonna have fans like misting yep. fans and shit like that yep like it's hot but like we're all hot together it's like collectively no one's walking in with like perfect hair and like not looking like dewy as fuck like we're all hot Lord, i am dewy yeah um but like yeah. i think i think austin in the summer the things that you have to stay away from you should absolutely never do under any circumstances especially in the hot weather but like really in general is a fucking pedal pub Ooh, don't do it <laughs> don't pedal pub your boy like scott is just he, he it like it sounds like you're pub. like okay we're gonna like ride bar to bar don't do not don't one it doesn't matter if y'all are all in shape and like there's all dudes, it's, it's, 
you're holding up traffic and everyone hates you. But two, it's so much hotter than people realize. Mm. Like when you're outside on the street. Oh, and the asphalt and is just exactly. cooking you. Yeah. It's one thing walking from one bar to another. Sure. Like AC to AC. It's another thing getting on a fucking pedaling bike apparatus yeah. and like sweating your ass off. Austin's pretty hilly. Don't do it. I, I always, too. I don't feel like that's as big of a thing as on bachelor parties is as bachelorette parties in Austin. But when I see girls doing it, like struggling up that hill on six, I'm oh, like, oh, they have no idea are how you hilly okay? it is. Yeah. Like, you're going to go to the hospital. They have no idea how, how much. And it's not enough to be like, oh, Austin's like mountainous, but it's hilly. Yeah. There's elevation change. There are plenty of places in Austin to like sit outside and day drink that are near water or like acceptable to come from the pool to day drinking that are like mm -hmm. totally fine. And then like you said, renting a boat. We actually did my girlfriend that had her bachelorette party. We rented a house with a, a pool and then we had a barge on Lake Austin, yep. the like Tiki Hut one. Yep. And it oh, was yeah. hilariously fun. I agree. Anytime you have water, uh, scantily clad people and uh beers yeah you're gonna have fun um, or busies or one thing i would suggest is don't don't be a, like don't try to set up the tea time you don't need to don't golf you don't need to it's Do june july golf. i get that austin has some good like good public golf i get the temptations a bachelor party let's go golf you don't need to it's because the only time you're going to be able to is seven in the morning Right, and you're going to be hungover. Nobody wants to get up for that. So right. just just ease into your day, get some breakfast tacos, and go to the pool. Austin the is not a golfing bachelorette party city. It's not. It's too hot. Mm -hmm. It's the the courses, unless you're playing on a super nice course, look like shit. Everything's In the summer, dead. Yeah, like don't do it. Don't even try. Don't even think about it. Honestly, no, do not go get wet and go downtown and find a bar with uh, AC rooms. Mm -hmm. Shouts to the the bars here that have that. It's it's literally it's night changing. When you walk into the container bar AC room for like a good three minutes, and it's a cool forty six in there. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Anything else uh, before we get out of here, Sally? No, I gotta go to the grocery store and like load up on shit before the storm yeah. hits. Storm's coming. Storms well, are coming. Batten down the hatches, Randy. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, hit us with a subscription. Ugh, subscribe, excuse me, on iTunes. Rate five stars and review and tell a friend about the pod. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail. 888-362-MAIL. Yes, next week will be official V-Day week. Or like love-related. Or love-related. V-Day, love, etc. Lust, whatever you feel like. Uh, scorned lovers, sure. perhaps. Unrequited. Write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Schmerryman on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.